Take your Bible, if you would, please, today to the book of Jeremiah, the Bible in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter number 3. It's good to see all of our young folk here today, and I hope they have a good time. Thank you for coming. I'd like to thank all of you for your prayers and your understanding. My sister graduated and went to be with the Lord this past week, and my wife and I had to go back to Tennessee and and uh, do the service, and so... Uh, thank you so very much for uh, your prayer and your, your strength that you gave us. We appreciate it so very much. Well, it's so good to be here today. And uh, I'm glad this is Super Bowl Sunday. I know none of you are contemplating staying out of church tonight to watch it. I know that, especially since we have recorders and VCRs and all of that kind of stuff. But just in case you do, I hope you enjoy the game. One verse in your Bible this morning. Verse 23 of Jeremiah chapter number 3. And the Bible said, Truly, in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills, and from the multitude of mountains. Truly, in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Just one verse for our learning today. Jeremiah is a beautiful book. Jeremiah is prophesying and preaching and proclaiming the truth of God to the nation of Judah and of Israel. Prior to the captivity, Jeremiah is proclaiming that there's going to be a great foe out of the north, Assyria and Babylon, and going to come in on Jerusalem and judge them for their ungodliness, their idolatry. Jeremiah did not come with a message of deliverance, but one of judgment. As I watch the political arena in America, and as I watch the decisions being made in Washington, you can read the book of Jeremiah and almost see a side-by-side contrast of what's going on. No longer are we in America looking to the Lord for deliverance. We're looking to the mountains and the hills, our idols that we've set up. We're looking to China and Iran and everywhere in the world for deliverance. And truly in vain, Jeremiah said, salvation is hoped for from the hills and the idols that we have begun to worship. Because of the message, Jeremiah has been labeled a traitor. People did not like the message that Jeremiah had. He was misunderstood, persecuted, arrested, and imprisoned, and in danger of his very life for preaching the truth. The nation did not want to hear the truth. This nation does no longer want to hear the truth. They want to hear what feels good. 
They want to hear what makes their economic situation a lot better. Isn't it amazing that our main issue today is terrorism and economy when our morals at the bottom side of a garbage can? Our morals ought to be the issue of the Republican Party, but it is not. May I say to you that he denounces the people, Jeremiah does, for their ungodliness. He denounces the priests for their lack of servility and the lack of sincerity. He denounces the princes because of the political unrest. And because of this, they began to criticize, judge, incarcerate, and even threaten Jeremiah's life. Their salvation, they thought, was in something other than God. We're about at the same place in America. Our salvation is not in the Republican Party. And God knows, I hope it's not in the other party. Sad day in America when a professed socialist, is beating Hillary at the polls. We're in a mess, folk. I don't know if you realize it or not, but we're in a mess. And our bank accounts cannot fix it. Our employer has no answer. Our doctor will only prescribe an upper or a downer. Truly, the deliverance of America and the salvation of this great nation is not in the multitudes of the idols that rest on the high places and the mountains and the groves where people go to pay their penance. Salvation is in the Lord. I love that. Salvation is in the Lord. Not in our false hopes. I just thought I'd drop by today and ask you, what kind of salvation do you want? Or maybe what kind of salvation do you have? We have a salvation not able to make us smile, let alone giggle. Hello, it's anybody home. You know, if somebody told you that Jesus was coming today at 5.30, you'd still watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is America more wound up about a Super Bowl as the coming of Jesus Christ? Well, I don't know. He's coming at 530. You don't know it. He's not. What kind of salvation? Jeremiah said the kind that Israel's looking for is not the kind we need. The place that Israel's looking on the mountains and in the hills, that's not what we need. What kind of salvation do we have? What kind of salvation do you have? What kind of salvation do you want? I thought I'd just drop by for a little while today and talk to you about the kind of salvation I want. First of all, I want a salvation that's based upon God's inerrant, infallible, every true, eternal Word of God. 
I want a salvation that is based upon the inerrant, infallible Word of God. I want a salvation that's based upon something that's unchangeable, that is always true, that is unchangeable. I am not interested in a salvation based upon some church or some doctor or somebody else. I want a salvation based upon the Word of God. Truly, salvation is of the Lord. I want a salvation based upon something that is not changing. The Bible said, forever, O Lord, is thy word settled in heaven. Can you say amen? Now, we may revise it, and we may rearrange it, and we may need an update version for a modern-day idiot. We may need NIV, NOV, B-U-L-L, but thank God there's one in heaven you ain't going to change. It is settled in heaven forever. My salvation is not based upon the NIV, good news for modern man, bad news for an update idiot. It is based upon the unchanging word of Almighty God, and it's in heaven settled today forever. That's the kind of salvation I want, buddy. I want one that will make you giggle and keep you giggling until your giggler is broke. I want the kind, bless your heart, to put a leap in your step, a shout in your voice, a song in your heart, and an amen, hallelujah, Jesus is coming. I want the kind of salvation, bless your heart, that is resting upon the Word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, the Bible said, but my Word shall never pass away. Give me the kind of salvation, rest upon this. I do not want a Baptist salvation. I don't want a Church of Christ salvation. I don't want a Muhammad salvation. I don't want a fat-bellied Buddha salvation. I want a salvation resting upon the unchangeable and ignorant and fallible inspired Word of God. Now don't get excited, folk. We save that for the ball game after a while. Glory be to God. I want a salvation. The Bible says, Thy word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word whereby the gospel is preached unto you. I want a word, I want a salvation based upon an inspired word, a God-breathed word. I want a salvation that's based upon the infallibility of the Word of God. Worthy, trans, trustworthy to every nth degree. I do not want a 99% salvation. I want one based upon the eternal 100% true Word of Almighty God. Don't give me any of that stuff. I want an inerrant salvation, free from any error at all. Thank God for the inerrant, infallible Word of God. I like it. This is the greatest book on earth, unparalleled. It stands, its author is God, and its truth is divine. Can anybody say amen? Inspired in every word and line, though written by human hands, that is the inspired Word of God. It is eternal in its composition. It is inherent, inherent in its content and impeccable in its character. That is the Word of God. Can anybody say amen? The Bible is a book above all other books. It is inexpressible in its value, immeasurable in its influence. 
it's infallible in its authority and inspired in its entirety. That is the Word of God, and that's what my salvation is based upon. Don't tell me how you feel. I don't care. Well, I feel saved. I can fix that with this. <laughs> Amen. Or just a word from me wife can fix my salvation if it's on a feeling deal. Honey, thank you for those country ham biscuits this morning. I felt like I'd been to McDonald's. Amen. This is the first time my wife and I have talked in months. Just shut up and listen. Is anybody glad you got the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God in your hand? Now, if these kids ever go to heaven, it won't be because they're good. And it won't be because they're setting up right, respectful in church either. It'll be because the Word of God. It'll be because the God of the Word loved these young men so very much. Jesus died on the cross just for them. That God loved them so much and penned it in an infallible book, an unchangeable book, an inerrant book, an inspired book, and sent it all the way down here by the hand of the Holy Ghost of God and penned it so that these young men may have eternal life. Guys, you ain't got nobody that loves you like Jesus. I don't have anybody that loves me like Jesus. What kind of salvation do you want? What kind of salvation do you have? Well, the kind I got is based upon God's Word. The story's told years ago about a visitor tour in a blacksmith shop, viewing a heap of discarded hammers living in the corner. And in the middle of the shop was a huge anvil. The visitor asked the blacksmith, How many anvils have you worn out? He said, I've worn no anvils out. But I've worn out scores of hammers. You know, I thought about that. The agnostics, the atheist hammers of the time, have beat against the anvil of God's Word, and the anvil still stands, unchipped, unmarked, unblemished, while the hammers of persecution lie in the corners of this old world. Thank God that the anvil of God's Word still stands. Hallelujah. Bless God. I want a salvation based upon the eternal Word of God. The, uh, the atheist Voltaire once said, another century and there will be no Bibles on the earth. Well, the century has passed and gone. Voltaire has died. And the printing press that he used to write against the Bible was purchased by the National Bible Society. And the house that housed the printing press now houses the Word of God. Praise God for the Bible. 
Do you have a Bible kind of salvation? Well, I just feel like I'm good enough. The Bible says you ain't good enough. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, this book says. No, not one. And if you want to go to heaven, the Bible says, I am the way, Jesus said, the truth and the life. That's Bible kind of salvation. Amen. That's the kind of salvation I want. I don't know about you. The Bible says the grass withers and the flower fadeth, but the word of, the, of our God shall stand forever. Can you say amen? Trump may blow his horn. Uh, amen. And all the other Republicans may try to blow their horn. And the Democrats may dim. Thank God the word of God abideth forever. She's settled in heaven. And if I'll do what this says, my salvation is settled in heaven also. Can you say amen? Amen. Was I, was I sad at the departing of my sister? No. Was I sad at the departing of my mom and dad? No. Somebody has got this thing turned around and got all of us afraid of death. Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? I get to the last of that verse and the Bible said, and death is swallowed up <laughs> in victory. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen? Thanks be unto God to give us us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Man, a going home of a Christian ought to be a time of celebration. Brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Concerning those that are asleep or are dead, that you sorrow as others who have no hope. Huh? People who walk by a casket of a saved individual and looks in the what used to be their friend or their relative, uh, they sorrow if they have no hope. Hey, my hope is built in nothing less but Jesus' blood and his righteousness. <laughs> Amen. And the old you get, the more you're welcome, a new body. Somebody asked me the other day, how you feel? I said, everything hurts. But thank God, there's still feeling in it. If you can't feel it, it's dead. Amen. And one of these things, one of these days, there just ain't going to be no feeling in this. <laughs> it's going to die. But there's a part of me that never, 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 never will die. Amen. Now I won't a kind of salvation that rests upon God's eternal word. Now, if you cannot tell me why you're saved out of this book, you're not saved. If you can't tell me why you're going to heaven out of this book, you ain't going. You said, I'm a pretty good guy. You ain't that good. 
I bet if you don't wash your feet for a while, they'll stink. I bet some of your feet stink and you wash them all the time. You know why? Because in this, there is nothing good. We're rotten from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Jeremiah, Isaiah said, there's no soundness in us. So, since I am so rotten, I want something that will make me righteous. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ. Is anybody here happy that today's Super Bowl day? Amen. Sean, I heard him bet a while ago who was winning. He said the Cowboys going to win. <laughs> He's been asleep a while, amen. How many want a kind of salvation rest upon the Word of God? Don't depend on the hills. Don't depend on the, on the idols. Don't depend on the philosophies. And don't depend because salvation does not come from those. Truly, salvation is of the Lord. Secondly, I want a salvation that can erase all of my sins. You say, well, I'm not such a bad sinner. We kept Craig's kids this weekend. <laughs> Craig and Mandy wasn't sick. They just played like it for us to watch those curtain climbers. Ben is not a sinner. He's a double sinner. <laughs> he inherited everything he had from Mandy and Craig. That's the first time I've seen my wife cuss since we've been saved. <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> she didn't. I'm just playing with you. If you think, if you think that you're not a sinner, just watch two kids. I tell you, there ain't nothing in my house that Ben ain't fixed in at least five minutes. And when Ben gets it fixed, Olivia gets it and hides it where nobody in the world will ever find it. <laughs> kids are just kids. Now, these are not kids. These are young men and young women. Most of them bigger than me. All of them are uglier. <laughs> but I dare say there's not a sinner on the row here. Not one. Have you ever done anything wrong? Me neither. You know, I got a verse for that. All men are liars. <laughs> now, the girls, they're not as sinful as the boys. The girls smell better than the boys. Sometimes. <laughs> she don't tell nobody. She's got a knife in her. But I've got some baggage, 
that follows me everywhere I go, if I don't get rid of it, I'm going to have to stand before God with the baggage. And the Bible says that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I have got to do something with my sins. They may not be as severe as Kevin's. They're not near as bad as Sean's. But I have baggage. God's not going to let that baggage into heaven. Something has got to happen with the baggage. And I want a salvation that may be so or might. I want a salvation that I know according to God's eternal word will erase and eradicate all my sins. Is there anybody here like that? The Bible is very plain. That Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And if I'll come to him in faith, He will take my sins and hide them from the face of God as far as the west is from the east. And remember them no more. He will blot out all of my transgressions. The Bible said if we walk in the light, he's the light. The blood of Jesus Christ, listen, the blood of Jesus Christ gives me and washes me of all my sins. In the eyes of God, according to the eternal word of God, God's salvation erases and eradicates all of your sins. How many of them? All of them. Hmm? Now I want the kind of salvation that'll do that. I heard a song, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Yes, all their guilty stains. Has cast all of my sins behind his back, Isaiah 38. Cast them in the deepest part of the sea, Micah 7 and 19. Never be raised again. Notice he said in the deepest part of the sea. Not along the shoreline where the waves may float them up so that somebody say, ah, look what Brother Wolfenbarger did. No, my sins is yonder. In the deepest part of the sea, never to surface no more. Aren't you glad of that, Kevin? Aren't you glad of that? Dear God, Robert, aren't you glad of that? That all of your sins. I was talking to your wife last week and she was sharing some of your sins. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> Glory to God, my sins are gone. Gone and hidden and in the depths of the sea. That's the kind of salvation I want. What's that worth to you? 
Put a dollar sign on that. Ain't God good? I'm done. Well, since you folk not coming back tonight, I might as well take another five minutes. <laughs> Truth is salvation is of who? The Lord. Are you glad of that? You know, I want to see these boys in heaven one of these days. Huh? Yeah, I do. I want to see them in heaven. I want, I want these young folk to have a chance at life, a chance at serving the Lord and the Lord blessing them and the Lord using them. You know, I don't know. They may play sports. They do. We need good sports athletes, don't we? Don't we need saved? Saved? Huh? Saved? I believe you can be saved and still slam dunk a basketball. I've been doing it for years. Didn't I say all men are large? I want a salvation based upon the Word of God. I want a salvation to eradicate and erase all my sin. And I want a salvation that I can enjoy thoroughly. Now, do you look like right now you're enjoying your salvation thoroughly? Thoroughly. That means a bunch. I don't need a religion burns my soul down with everything in the world. I don't need a gloomy, sad kind of salvation. The Bible describes salvation. I want, Peter said, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know, if we had that kind of salvation around here, we wouldn't have to worry about folk missing church for the Super Bowl. We'd have a Super Bowl every service. Hmm? Isn't it amazing they'll record the Super Bowl so they don't miss that? I wonder why they don't record the preaching service. Unless they miss that. Oh, we're in a good preaching. We're in a, we're in a good sermon, didn't we? See, if you've got the kind of salvation Jesus wants you to have, you'll be full of joy and unspeakable. And full of glory. A man recently trusted Christ and was questioned about his decision. Well, I hear you've given up all of your pleasures, his friend said. <laughs> the Christian said, no, you got that turned around. Uh, I found all the pleasures. I gave up all the folly. Huh? It's fun being saved. It really is. I want a salvation that makes me enjoy preaching, praying, witnessing, singing, giving. I, I want the kind of salvation just puts a lot of joy in it. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, I'm enjoying being saved. Now, Randy asked, I was here last week, I think, and Lanny Shows up there once in a while. I hope this is true. I heard it was true. If it's not, it's Ashcraft's fault because I'm one hurt from it. On the mission field, they used to go out into the country and they'd set up a screen and they'd, they'd show the Jesus film. And they'd get throngs of those Mexican folk out of the villages and they'd come out and for the very first time they'd see the gospel and hear the gospel of Christ. One night the thing was full of men, just full of men. 
that night, they gave me invitation, and several, several, several of the men came forward and were saved. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but they said this was the man's name, Pancho. I don't mean anything offensive, not my story. But Pancho came forward one night and got saved, gloriously born again. He came back the next night. They showed the film. They gave an invitation. And he came forward again, kneeling at the altar. One of them knelt with him and said, didn't you come last night? He said, sure did. Oh, we thought you got saved last night. He said, I did. He said, why would you come back tonight? He said, because it felt so good last night, I wanted to do it again. It's a joy to be saved. It's a joy to have all your sins gone. It's a joy to have a brand new beginning. It's a joy to have the Holy Spirit of God in your heart to help you and to walk with you and talk with you along life's weary way. I want the kind of salvation that will make me thoroughly enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ. And last, I want a salvation that when I'm done on this earth, it'll take me to heaven. A lot of us have got a salvation to live by. But few have a salvation to die by. Hmm? I want a salvation when I close my eyes here, I know, but I know, but I know, but I know, I'm going to wake up there. Are you listening to me? When it comes time to die, I don't want to know I guess so, I hope so, maybe so, I want one I know so. Amen? I do. I want kind of salvation when my life is ebbing away I want one that will pick me up and take me to heaven I was drawn to the bedside of an elderly lady down by the grain elevators there by the old St. Joseph Hospital now I think it's JPS Hospital there those huge grain elevators there by the railroad track. And I'd won a huge man to the Lord. And he knocked on my door one day and he said, Preacher, I want you to go with me. My aunt is dying. And I want you to go talk to her. And I got in the car with Mr. Johnson. And he got in the car and we drove to those elevators. And there in a little shanty of a house, no paint, the porch was broken, falling apart. Made our way into the house. And as I went into the house, they said, Aunt Kelly is in the bedroom. And I made my way to the bedroom and took out my soul winner's New Testament and sat down by the bedside. And there was a, a sick, sickly lady dying with cancer. She was just eat up with cancer. And as I sat there and talked with her, several times she'd cough and I'd have to wipe the remains from her face. And I sat down and I began to speak with her. And Brother Johnson had told me she was a good lady, 
faithful lady to her church. He never remembered her cursing or hurting anybody. She was just a good person. I sat down in the chair there, and with a napkin in my hand and my New Testament in my hand, I said, Aunt Kelly, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? She said, no, sir, you go ahead. I said, Aunt Kelly, if you should die today, do you know 100% sure that you'd go to heaven? This good, faithful to church lady looked at me and said, I hope so. That's what she said, I hope so. Not wanting to be offensive or hurt her feelings, and I said, Aunt Kelly, do you think at this stage of the game, hope so's not good enough? She said, yes, sir. I said, Aunt Kelly, would you be offended if I showed you out of the word of God? How did you can know you can go to heaven? She said, no, sir, I'd like to know. And I showed her how to be saved. Just simple. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The reason we are sinners is because of Adam and Eve, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then I showed her Chapter 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I said, Aunt Kelly, would you like to do that? She said, yes, sir. I never shall forget the prayer she prayed, not till we get to heaven. She bowed her head and began to weep. said, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And when I die, let me lean on your ever-loving arms to carry me across. The next day, she laid down in the arms of Jesus. And he carried her across. Preacher, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because I'm going with somebody that's been there. His name is Jesus. I don't need to know the directions. I know the way. He's the way. What kind of salvation do you have? What kind do you want? You can be saved today. According to the word of God. With all the joy of God, with the help of God, to carry your cross.